Hello and welcome to The Big Fight, a show that is young at 23, the oldest running debate show on Indian news television. I'm Sankir Rupa. Elections to the post of the Congress president has dominated the headlines all of this week. Internal party elections have been as exciting as a Vidhan Sabha election or a Lok Sabha general election. It has everything. Revolt, retraction, apology, anger, suspense, twist, last-minute additions, pull-outs, everything. But at the end, it is a contest between Shashi Tharoor and Malikarjun Kharge. A 66-year-old Shashi Tharoor and an 80-year-old Malikarjun Kharge. But even here, there is an interesting story. Kharge's last-minute candidature is being seen as an official entry. Images from the party headquarters of his nomination also make it seem that he has the blessings of the high command. Look at these images. The who's who of the party. The top leaders of the party. Even Mr. Ashok Gehloth, who pulled out of the race, he's also there as a proposal. Cut to the images of Mr. Tharoor's nomination. It appears to be a bit of an Akla Cholo moment. Look at the suddenly it has all dried out. The sea of support. He thus claims in his press conference that, you know, I may not have big leaders with me, but I have the Congress worker, grassroots worker with me. Only now we know that among the proposers, Karthi Chidambaram is one of them, Sandeep Dikshit, the son of Sheila Dikshit and former MP of Delhi, was also there as one of the proposers. Now in his press conference, Shashi Tharoor was full of ideas. But it was clear where the support lies. It is with Mr. Kharge. So then what does one make of these elections? Fixed match or a contest? Foregone conclusion or a big fight? So on the big fight tonight, official Kharge versus Think Tharoor. That is his campaign by the way. He has launched a very uh, Rishi Sunak sort of a campaign where he says... Think tomorrow, think Tharoor. So official Kharge versus think Tharoor. Here is a man with Gandhis on one side and a man with ideas on the other. What is the Congress party going to choose? Or has the Congress party already decided? And in that case, what's the meaning of this contest? Let's quickly introduce our guest this evening. I am uh, happy to introduce uh, Tavleen Singh, columnist and author, who's joining us for this discussion. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, Ms. Tavleen Singh for joining us. Uh, Tehseen Punawala is a political analyst with us, PKD Nambiar, BJP supporter. Uh, Sanjay Jha is a political analyst, former spokesperson of the, uh, of the Congress party. Ashutosh is a senior journalist and a political analyst. And Dr. Nasir Hussain, Rajya Sabha MP of the Congress party. Also, he proposed the name of Mr. Malikarjun Kharge. He's among the list of people who supported him. Thank you very much. It's an important discussion. Let's begin with the the part where we give each of our panelists one minute of time for their opening comments. So, uh, Ms. Tavleen Singh, I would like to hear your views. Uh, well, you know, I have never uh, really believed that the election was going to make much difference to what has happened in the Congress party because there's too much else going on. Basically, what I'm saying is that, you know, I'm watching all this that's going on and it's very interesting to see that, you know, even courtiers like Gerloth have shown some spine. But actually, to me, it makes very little difference 
who becomes the Congress president unless you get somebody who genuinely is connected with the organization structure strongly enough to revive it. Because as far as I'm concerned, what has collapsed is not the Darbar in Delhi, but the organization of the Congress party. Mm-hmm. And to tell you the truth, I don't see either Sashi Tharoor as being able to bring that revival. And certainly I don't see Mr. Kharge. I think that if Ra- sure. Rahul Gandhi wasn't on this yatra, there would be more credibility to what's going on in Delhi. But he's in one show and this is another show going on. And it's all very confusing and to me very clear that the Gandhi family will continue to control everything. Okay, okay. Dr. Nasir Hussain, your opening comments. See, I think uh, uh, whatever happens in the Congress party, whether uh, there's an election, there's not an election, whether uh, somebody is contesting an election, somebody is not contesting an ele- election, so every uh, one comes on the TV and, the, the TV and starts blaming the uh, Gandhi family starts uh, saying that whatever is happening happening is sham and uh, whatever is happening is an eyewash and Gandhi Parivar will be uh, uh, will be holding the reins from the behind. See, what is very important here is to, uh, to understand here is, see, if uh, if the congressman, if the congress cadre, if they allow the Gandhi family, if they want Mr. Rahul Gandhi to become the president or if they want uh, Mrs., uh, Mrs. Sonia Gandhi to continue as the president, I think nobody should have any problem in that. Anybody can, if if, if the cadres in BJP wants uh, Mr. Modi to be the prime minister, uh, or if the uh, uh, if, if they want somebody to be the BJP president, what is harm in that? So now everybody said that there are no elections. Gandhi's can keep on continuing uh, at the helm of the affairs. Now there is election. Now there is democratic election. No other party in the country can claim to have. Uh, an election as democratic as in the Congress party. We have an independent election authority. We had, ha- had elections at the booth level, ward level, block level, district level, and now the delegates will uh, elect uh, the, the AACC president. It's wide open. Everyone who went and met Mrs. Gandhi or Mr. Rahul Gandhi, they said okay, that we want to contest I'm the election. And now anybody can contest the election. There so, are candidates so that the election. Time for your opening comments. I'm going to come back to you, Dr. Hussain, so that you can explain this in greater detail because there are a lot of questions that emanate. Like uh, like yes. Tavleen Singh just mentioned, how does this change the situation on the ground as far as the Congress party is concerned? Uh, or is this a case of more things change, more they remain the same? Sanjay Jha. Uh, Sanket, in my opinion, the Congress needs a president who can inspire the cadres of the party, uh, engage with the public across the board, which means talk to the middle class, engage with Indian industry, uh, talk to the film fraternity, the young, uh, the unemployed, the farmers. So you need someone who is actually a great articulator of the party's ideology. You need somebody who can win you elections. And, of course, take the tough call on organizational reforms. Now, I believe that, you know, if you look at India's average age, it is 28. I agree that the Congress president cannot be necessarily 29 years of age. But you can't really be too deviant from that standard median either. And therefore, going forward, obviously, there'll be questions asked on whether the incoming president will have the blessings of the Gandhi family or not. I think that's an endless debate. The Gandhis are integral to the Congress. But I do believe that Dr. Sashi Tharoor ticks the boxes. Whether he has the blessings of everybody in the party, that we will get to know on October 19th. Okay. 
ओके आशुतोष संकेत एवरी मैराथन इज अ बिगिनिंग द मैराथन डजेंट मीन दैट इट विल फिनिश इन इन अ डे आर टू अ टेन so the congress party had to start some beginning somewhere i think they made a good beginning in the sense that at least uh, there is an uh, there is a democratic election happening in the congress party which other political party is holding a democratic election i want to know this whether the bjp is holding a, a democratic elections whether the nadda is appointed by some democratic process no so if congress party is holding a democratic election for the presidentship i think that should be welcome move secondly i'm uh, i'm again saying that if uh, bjp has elected somebody as would have asked somebody like like a dalit to become the president this would have been called as a master stroke by by mr modi and the whole media would have gone hog over that today uh, if uh, khalge wins and i think khalge will win will win the elections he being a dalit of the second most powerful party in the country it's a welcome move this not only empowers dalit but it has lot of symbolic sure. meaning and suppose if khadge is projected as the prime ministerial candidate of the congress party he being a dalit how many political party will be in a position to counter that move or, okay. or to contest that move sure sure in, sure in a, in a, in a identity back. politics is happening today I, i'm going to come back to you uh, tehsin punawala your opening comments sanket at the onset the congress party is the only political party in this country that has a process of an election an election that is going to be that is going to elect a president 9000 human delegates in flesh and blood put a qr card each one of them who sanket upadhyay can uh, verify for himself that i think is phenomenal for indian democracy point number 2 the fact of the matter is in its existence in the bjp there have only been upper caste men who have been presidents of the bjp except for bangaralu lakshman ji and the congress has had a diversity of presidents man woman anybody can be president and a dalit man may end up becoming the president or somebody as articulated shashi tharoor i think that is fantastic for the party the gandhis play the most important role in the congress and let them be no mistake the gandhis are the pillar of the congress just like prime minister modi is the tallest leader in the bjp but president is nadda ji so as for every single congress voter like me or m be like nasir saab the gandhis are the most important aspect of the congress and i am proud of okay. the gandhis and we vote for the gandhis sure. be absolutely clear about it there is nothing to be embarrassed sure, about sure, it sure, and the sure. media, so, so and anyone the media who is imagining that gandhis will become the mark darshak mandal of the congress after this election uh, tehsin punawala says that that is not going to happen uh, okay pkd nambia your opening comment uh, well, well all those people who are watching us or from the last couple of days on various television channel and what's uh, happening in the congress is congress has made all all its election process as more of like a joke we have seen everything the rebellion from the high command uh, is orders have been completely taken away by the chief minister and uh, throwing names one after ashok gehlot to digvijay singh to who all and finally we all are declaring before the election the one who is going to be the winner so earlier few, till few days ago with every channel after channel or even some of the congress spokesperson were saying that it is going to be ashok gehlot who will be the aicc president now we are declaring as if without before before even people people are just submitted the nomination shashi tharoor is more of like a just a uh, just for a dummy candidate it is a symbolic candidate but if you call this as a democratic way of an election not just a selection and i think i can only say that 
people needs to go back to the school and understand what is democracy and a democratic election Achha, is. Now, I remember that I said all of this, Mr. Nambiar, see, you have, you have opened yourself for so much criticism. Only very recently, we have heard news from the Bharatiya Janata Party where Mr. J.P. Nadda has got an extension. And May I start, last heard, there was uh, no the election place, for so the post of BJP president. So, I can only so you give an extension, that, there is a selection... Uh, and you're calling someone else's election a farce. Okay, so there, there will be there will be questions on that front as well. Uh, Tavleen Singh, just quickly coming back to you, would you like to elaborate, uh, Ms. Singh, on uh, the fact that whoever becomes the president, whatever the electioneering may be, the party is essentially following its age-old format of Gandhi's at the helm and a fixed system of rewarding loyalty, going by, uh, you know... Uh, the wish or the uh, express executive orders of the of the Gandhi family and nothing else. Yes, I believe that the Congress Party began to become a private limited company from Indira Gandhi's time during the emergency when she introduced her youngest son, as I wish she virtually handed over not just the Congress Party but the country to Sanjay Gandhi. Now, since then, we've seen this party being reduced in size and and the family being elevated and it has been the elevation of the family was okay as long as the people of india were happy to vote for a surname i don't believe that the people of india any longer vote for a surname and i think that the problem with the congress party is that they haven't actually understood yet how much the Indian electorate has changed. It is mostly now middle class people who are very aspirational and who actually demand delivery. Hmm. The Congress Party continues to fool itself into believing that only Hindutva won Modi the election. I covered that election in 2019. Hmm. And wherever I went, let me tell you, of course, Hindutva is a factor but it was only a factor. What people said was what they had got from the four years of Modi's rule. Mm. And I actually do not believe that the Congress Party has understood this. So, you know, we have this drama, this sham of an election and the sham of, of democracy. It isn't, you know, even if you have, as Tessine said, 9,000 people voting, etc. We all know nothing is going to change. Rahul Gandhi will be the prime ministerial candidate in 2024, which is why he's marching around to try and, you know, garner support at a time when he should be in Delhi, you know, actually supporting. Well, I don't know what support would help, but I don't believe that this election will make any difference. Okay, uh, Dr. Nasir Hussain, your response. See, I think uh, people, those who are... Uh, uh, inherently anti-Congress uh, mindset will never speak anything in favor of uh, Congress party, whatever the Congress does. They said Congress doesn't have an election, we are having an election. They say there's no inner party democracy in Congress. We we are showing what Congress has. No other party in this uh, uh, country can boast of having election after every three years or five years, whatever the period they have uh, for their presidential candidate. Last seven, eight president in Bharatiya Janata Party, who has got elected? What is the electoral college? When was the election held? How did they elect their delegates? 
can they convince? I have been seeing this for the past 15 uh, days on all the television channels. No BJP Congress, no BJP spokesperson till now has tried to convince the people of this country that they ever had an election for the post of president of BJP uh, in, in the past 20, 30 years. So we are having an election. Now there are candidates. Three candidates have filed their nomination. Even now you say that it's a sham. Now even now you say that it's a it's a managed election. See, you can't you you can't say that uh, uh, Shashi Tharoor has been managed or Mr. Malik Arjun Kharge has been managed. No, 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 no I'll tell you, Dr. Hussain, Dr. Hussain, one moment. This this whole point of an official candidate versus an independent candidate. You see, till yesterday, till yesterday, Mr. Kharge, one more, one more. I'll tell you why, why we come to this uh, assessment. Till yesterday, there was no mention of Mr. Kharge's candidature. No mention. Are we to believe that suddenly, all of a sudden, he realized that I have to, I have to contest? No, see, see, you have to understand. There were many channels in Karnataka and here in Delhi we were, uh, who, who were uh, actually taking the name of Mr. Karve as a possible candidate for the past uh, uh, one week or so. They, he was there on many cha- many cha- channels and he, he was also being written in the print media. There were consultations. Many leaders were visiting Mr. Karge for the past three, four, five days. They were asking him to contest. Then they were asking, they were talking to Dikvijay Singhji. They were talking to other senior leaders. And then finally, today, one had to file a nomination. I think yesterday evening, late evening, he took a call uh, of filing a nomination. So you're saying that the, this consultation people. was on. But see, 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 from, see for the see, layman, for the people themselves. who do not know the inner inner functioning of the Congress party, it appears that the moment Mr. Gehlot said no, that's when movement on this front began. See, that, see, at I'll that tell time, you there was no yeah, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. See, uh, 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 lobbies, interest groups, pressure groups are pa- part of any democracy in every part of the world. There are groups, there are lobbies within political parties. People wanted sure. uh, Mr. Ashok Gehlot to become the uh, president of uh, uh, president of AACC. He was acceptable. He had a long uh, experience. He was chief minister for three terms and all. When he opted out of uh, the race, probably the seniors or the CWC members or some of the important uh, senior member of the Congress party wanted to find some senior person. They reached out to Mr. Kharge, they reached out to Mr. Digvita Singh. That is how Mr. Digvita Singh also came into the race. So now, 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 just one second. Now, when Mr. Kharge was seen with lots of senior members backing him and signing, uh, proposing his name for uh, the, uh, for, for the nomination, now everyone says now he is the official candidate. There is nothing called official candidates. Gandhi's I I will go by the pictures. Dr. Nasir Hussain, are you trying to say uh, that there is a groundswell of support for Mr. Kharge where the entire party machinery was available, more than 20 proposers for Mr. Kharge simply because of, I mean, obviously he's a very senior and tall leader, simply because of his pull. They all aligned because they see great merit or because the Congress party knows that there is a hint that this is the person to support. Sanket, two things. See, Mr. Shashi Taru is, is, is loved, he is very popular, he is popular among gangsters, and uh, he has uh, also support uh, across uh, across the board. At the same time, Mr. Kharge, who has been there in electoral politics for 50 years, electoral politics for 50 years, hmm. winning 11 elections in Trot, 9 hmm. Assembly and 2 so Parliament. Electorally, he and has then, more experience. And, okay. and then he, he was the PCC president twice. 
He was PCG president. Yeah, I'll tell you another point. another he problem over here, which we must discuss. You see, Tavleen Singh, Tavleen Singh, the Congress party is looking for a whiff of fresh air and brand new ideas by replacing someone who's 75 years of age with possibly someone who will be 80. I mean, again, due respect to Mr. Kharge and all his experience and wish him great health. But do you feel that this is necessarily a, I mean, I don't know, a generational shift in the other direction? Yeah, no, I, can I, can I, can I first just say, can I, can can Mr. Hassan just quiet for a minute? Okay. I don't like to be told that I am. I, I don't like to be told that I'm pro-Congress or anti-Congress, and I object to what he said. Hmm. For a start, I'm considered anti-Modi by the BJP and anti-Congress by you lot. I actually want to put on record <laughs> that I am very keen for the Congress to revive itself because I believe that a country that is ruled by one party for more than a decade is heading towards a kind of aut autocracy that I do not approve of. So let me put on record that I actually would like the Congress Party to revive. So do not accuse me of being anti-Congress. I am not. I am, I am sorry. Let me finish. Right. I am actually worried that this that this election has thrown up, as as uh, Sanket just pointed out, an 80-year-old candidate. You need people, who, you need a man who is going to be able to travel district to district and to find out where the, the support of the Congress has gone. I do not believe no, that but Mr. Kharkey Wish him good health. He's, he's, Brahmin can do that. He's in the he's best of health. Old. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's pretty fit that can way. Can At 80, he's pretty fit. Well, one more, Dr. Hussain, one more. Other panelists also have to weigh in here. Sankit, Ashutosh and then Sanjay Jha. One by one. Ashutosh, your view. I'll come to you, Tessin. I'll come to you. Ashutosh. Sanket, uh, uh, I think we are, uh, we are failing to understand the, the problems of the Congress right now. Uh, today, Congress, uh, Congress party needs a unifier. After Donald Trump's crisis, the America elected somebody who was more than 75 years old, Joe Biden. Today, Congress needs a unifier, and I think uh, Kharge is and can be a, a, a great unifier for the Congress Party because not many people are leaving Congress Party. So, if there is there is somebody who is respectable and who can be respected, whose voice can be heard, and who can talk to anybody and everybody, I think that way uh, Kharge is is an excellent choice. Second point, I think sometimes we get very unfair with the Congress Party because Congress Party since Rajiv Gandhi had not sent any Gandhi to become the Prime Minister. In 1991, Tavlin must be knowing better than me that Sonia Gandhi was offered the Prime Ministership. She refused. In, two, in, in 2004, she could have become the, uh, the Prime Minister. She refused. And after 2004, there were many opportunities when Rahul Gandhi should have been uh, the Prime Minister, but, but he, he, he did not become. So I think... You know, Ashutosh, there is a flip side, to, uh, a flip side of, the, uh, of this argument also. That they would, so how did they would want to remain in a powerful position without Congress taking... Responsibility. Authority without Sarkar responsibility. Sanket, let me complete. And I, I do not disturb others. So I don't want to be disturbed. I don't want yeah, to be yeah, disturbed. Sure, sure, sure. Let me complete. Can you see every political party has a core. That core defines that political party. If BJP can only be defined by the RSS and the men sitting in Nagpur. BJP 20 years down the line will not be defined by Modi because Modi had by the time had gone. But RSS will be there. Can you remove RSS from the BJP? You can talk about the BJP? No. So is that Similarly, the equivalence that you are drawing? No, no. 
What RSS is to BJP, Gandhis are to Congress. Let me complete. Similarly, whether you like Nehru Gandhi family or you don't like Nehru Gandhi family, that's up to you. That, that's for others to decide. Sure. But Nehru Gandhi family is the core of the Congress party and you cannot dissociate Nehru Gandhi family from the Congress party. Sure. If the and Nehru Gandhi remain, uh, whoever, third, whoever remains the president. Okay. Uh, third, third, let, let me just 30 seconds. Thirdly, yeah. if anybody thinks that the country has changed, should go back to the drawing board and realize Stalin is there, the Chief Minister, because you're son of Karnanadi. Pala Sahab Thakare Uddhav Thakare is, is needed for the country. Hmm. Akhilesh Yadav, Malayam Singh Yadav is there. And Biju Patnaik, without any political experience, has been the Chief Minister for the longest period of time in this, in this country. The country has not changed. If the country wants to elect a dynast, we can argue and we can criticize. Sure. But that's how it is. Sure. Interesting argument. Uh, yes, uh, Sanjay Jha and then Tehseen Punawala. Uh, Sanket, in my opinion, the critical job of the new Congress president is going to be to make the Congress a centrist party all over again. A very interesting. The Congress is known for being a big tent party. It is not meant to go as far left as it has become over the course of the last couple of years. You know, we seem to have somewhere down the line forgotten that the Congress actually believes in inclusive growth, which means you work for the poor, you will spend on welfare distribution. You don't ignore industry and commerce either. So it's a fine balance. It's never being easy to be a centrist party in a polarized environment that the BJP has created. It's a challenge. And therefore, you need a, a very savvy Congress president. The second point, which is equally critical here, and that is that today India needs somebody from the Congress party who's willing to actually bite the bullet and take the bull by the horns where the BJP is setting the narrative. Now, in my opinion, uh, you know, this question being raised about whether Mr. Kharge is, you know, a Gandhi family bad candidate or not, it has a very simple answer. I would like it if Mrs. Sonia Gandhi or Rahul categorically state publicly that we have no favorites and everybody who's a delegate of the AICC should vote on their conscience. This needs to come from either Mrs. Gandhi or Rahul, it will. It is important to reassure people that this is not going to be an election where ultimately the BJP will completely trash it by saying, you know what, Mr. Kharge is a puppet candidate. In which case, despite the fact that the Congress is taking an effort to, to bring about a democratic election, it will become a political liability. Mm-hmm. And that is the critical point that the Congress needs to realize. And the last point, Sanket, I don't want Mr. Nasser Hussain or, or everyone who supports the Congress to keep comparing with the BJP of how many elections they hold. I believe the Congress has a much more central, a more cerebral, a more foundational relevance in India's political history. The Congress must set the standards. I don't care whether Nadda is getting an extension or he is appointed or Amit sure, Shah is sure, sure. Running, running, the, sure. running the BJP like he runs the country like a dictator. It doesn't matter. I think the Congress needs to set its own yardstick and benchmark. Sure. Okay. Uh, Tehseen, very quickly, you see, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of arguments have been made on age, on relevance, the relevance of the Gandhis, their continued importance. Mm. What do you make of this election yeah. then? I find it laughable. We can't run no, with the their election. Hair and ha- no, the comments oh. made on your show. Hmm. The comments made on your show. The elections I hold very seriously hmm. because you can't run with the hare and hunt with the hound. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be very direct. And uh, my dear friend Sanjay, you yourself said, and to quote you verbatim on this show, you said that look, the BJP must not criticize the Congress yet. 
you uh, you uh, yet you give the example of uh, say that you tell nasser bhai and me not to give the example of the bjp when you yourself said the bjp should not criticize that my friend is a paradox to tavlin ji again for whom i have a lot of respect as i have a lot of love for sanjay when you come here and you say look there is an 8 year old man when a 79 old yadurappa ji is brought into the bjp parliamentary board and for your viewers the parliamentary committee in the bjp is the highest decision making body that is chanakya niti but an 8 year old dalit man from from karnataka that is not so good the same 8 year old dalit man is expected to go village after village with tablin ji is right but the same rahul gandhi who's doing a bharat jodo and walking 3560 kilometers is wasting time i am I, it is sometimes it astounds me bhajpa kare to chamatkar koi aur kare to gunega therefore i end with one thing which my dear friend uh, was saying who's the analyst who supports the uh, the bjp uh, look here's one part about it the bjp at the end of the day will take every single decision to discredit every single uh, election hmm. but as P- to to pt uh, to but to mr nambiar dekhiye bjp kare to leela nahi hoti aur hum kare to koi hum gunegar nahi hote wo kare to leela hum kare to character dheela aisa nahi hai we are having an election speaking 9, of bjp discrediting to, you know pkd nambiar only very recently shashi tharoor's campaign material had a map he he was talking about vikendrikaran decentralization of power he spoke openly against the high command culture of the congress party but you know in that map he made an error where there was no pok and no aksai chin to which the congress party has officially said mr tharoor will decide what he has to and now he has unconditionally apologized for it so the poking yeah, of I, I has already happened ch- yeah and unnecessarily i think it may have been uh, just a error i don't wanted to criticize mr tharoor only for making that uh, uh, a mistake it is definitely a mistake i think since he is uh, apologizing your love for kerala it. isn't it It should, it should have. Uh, no, no. I, I believe that see, Mr. Sh- <laughs> Mr. Tharoor, I must tell you. I must tell you. I, I must tell you, Mr. Tharoor is a global citizen, and I do. I have the full respect for him, and as well as Mr. Kadge. The only issue here is political rather than just an individual. As I said earlier, an internal party matter of choosing a president. It is purely left to that particular party. Sure. the problem here is that when you see things what is happening in the public domain every day something or the other when was the last time my dear friend tasin you heard something good about uh, congress something positive about congress bharat even in a channel like uh, 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 he says bharat jodo bharat jodo he says bharat jodo bharat jodo is positive today even in sanket today is actually smiling he cannot laugh because it's of course he's the anchor he have to make no, a no, balance why would i but the why problem would i laugh in every place he's congress he's saying bharat jodo is that positive joke news about congress no, no, i'm saying the congress is becoming a joke let's 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 accept thousand no, no, people without i will also speak my word then coming to see okay i have to end this broadcast please last comment to mr tavlin singh she raised her hand we're completely running out of time Okay, I no, just want to say only what I wanted to say, Sanket. What I wanted to say is, leave the BJP, leave the everybody, BJP or CPIM or uh, Samajwadi. Let Congress comes up. Okay, Congress jodo ya, but fine. Not, okay, I got your point. The BJP like has said this, this in the past. Tavlin, this is not the way. Final comment, please. Running yeah. out of time. Final comment. It's very sad that in this discussion, all we have done is compare the Congress to the BJP. Hmm. That is not. 
the way to look at your future. And when, if the Congress, as Ashutosh says, has as its core the Gandhi family, after a hundred years old history, then that is really very, very worrying. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Hussain, Tehseen Poonawala, PKD Nambiar, Tablin Singh, Sanjay Jha, as well as Ashutosh for joining us. We're stopping for a short break at this moment. The big fight continues on the other side. Joining us right now is uh, Dr. Abhishek Manu Singhvi of the Congress Party. Dr. Singhvi, thank you very much. Uh, a big exercise uh, that the Congress Party is undertaking. But uh, I'm sure you must have heard the critics you, who say that what is the purpose of an exercise you, like this when uh, the result of this is a foregone conclusion? Sanket, I couldn't hear you very clearly except the last part. But uh, I hope you can hear me. If, if you want, I can repeat my question, Dr. Singhvi. Uh, no, I, I, I think I got the last part. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, answer your question in 30 seconds. Before that, I want to say two or three things. Mm -hmm. uh, the big takeaways from today are the following, and that mm -hmm. cannot be forgotten. Therefore, it's my duty to underline, and this is obviously being forgotten by many people. One, we have had free, fair, objective elections in the open. Two, no Gandhi, none of them, not any of the three or otherwise, is part of that process, even though there is overwhelming support for them to stand. And they are still not there. Third, there was some negativity a few days ago in Rajasthan, perhaps avoidable, perhaps should not have happened. Certainly it is behind us. We have to look forward now. Having said that, just examine your question, Sankit. Is this uh, uh, is that not an anti-democratic uh, question? That means I ought to have excluded A and B and put up only C and D as candidates. Because otherwise, it's a foregone conclusion. Hmm. Can I force people to stand? Did I force people not to stand? Is Mr. Sashi Tharu uh, just somebody who can be so persuaded? Is Mr. Kharge just somebody who can be so persuaded? And if they are standing, two of them, may the best person win. It is not that A is against B or B is against C. They're all part of the Congress family and they're standing. So, I mean, the question that you should have somebody or the fact that you have somebody means it's a rigged election or the fact that there is an official and unofficial candidate. Well, Mr. Tharoor has said umpteen times there was no inhibition or prohibition on him. He went and met the Gandhis and he has stood. He is, you know, he's standing. Therefore, I, I don't see, you know, there is an underlying feeling of a kind of a hostile question, which, of course, very few parties have had such Okay, so Dr. Singhvi, the reason why I ask you this question is because the candidature of Mr. Malikarjun Kharge or the possibility that he will be the Congress, uh, you know, he'll contest in the Congress uh, president elections was not even a reality, did not even exist uh, on Thursday, Thursday morning. It is You're only, right. you know, this is, this is a decision which has take, been taken when the nomination was to close in 24 I hours. That's why I, I say, that, is this some order or was he always I, in the mix? Because we no, are not I, aware of this. I tell you, uh, both are wrong. There was no finality till today. Till today, the last moment, the last day, there is no finality. You know, there were other names. You have yourselves published it. Not you, I mean, but the media has published them. Mm. You know, Mr. Dingujay Singh has spoken about it. You know, there were other names which were speculated in the media. So first and foremost error, this was not some kind of a done and dusted deal two days ago. Secondly, it is well known that Mr. Gehloth was a likely candidate. And I, as a matter of fact, believe 
that this underlies the whole democratic process. Certain not so pleasant things, if I may say so, happen in Rajasthan. Mr. Uh, Gehlot, who has been a loyal, absolutely loyal, unblemished record of loyalty congressman, stood up and took responsibility, although he said that he was not directly responsible for them. And then he decided not to stand. I think this shows another facet of the democratic process working. And thereafter, another person who had officially declared his candidature, Mr. Divijay Singh, decided to step down in favor of Mr. Kharge. Now, why is this so amazing or so unpalatable or so indigestible uh, in an electoral process within a political party where everybody knows everybody else? I think it's a very healthy sign. I agree with you that perhaps Rajasthan should not have happened in camera uh, view the way it happened. But that's a different story that's behind us, past us, over, done, dusted. Okay, Dr. Singh, we, you know, this one question on positioning and what this... Uh, change if it happens is going to mean as far as the uh, you know the hierarchy or the organogram of the Congress party uh, your critics feel that right now nothing changes vis-a-vis the importance of the significance of uh, the Gandhi family and that household and that that now they may not hold that office but they will always remain as a towering institution even above a president संकेत, यू नो दोस लाइंस कुछ तो लोग कहेंगे, लोगों का काम है कहना। I can't answer things if people have to speak. Let me tell you that it's like that Panchtantra tale. If both the father and the son walk, then you blame them for being foolish and not riding the donkey. If they both get onto the donkey, you say that look, the donkey is being harassed. So I think we don't do things by looking at what critics will say. Critics will always be there. They will do it. They will say it. The point is that if you have a president of a party elected and nobody, not the worst enemy of the Congress, not the worst enemy of the Gandhi, not the worst enemy of Mr. Kharge or Mr. Tharoor, will suggest that this election in any manner and the process which is going to be undertaken between now and when the election happens is unfair. No, Dr. Singh, my question is different. My, my question is... Uh, does this mean that Gandhis will be out of the mix as far as decision-making process in the Congress party is concerned? Or will they become some sort of a superpower that people look, will try to have a direct line with them? Thus undermining look, the, the, the position uh, of the Congress president. These, these, uh, these charges, these challenges have been faced earlier. Almost for 30 years, no Gandhi has held a governmental position. You still have charges. You ignore some real de facto remote controls of other parties and you talk of them as remote control. Hmm. I don't think these are matters which can be answered. But otherwise, after all, Gandhi has not held that governmental position for decades. Now, today, they are also relinquishing party positions. Now, beyond that, as time goes on, as people take root as officials, as presidents, as vice presidents, etc., etc., I mean, people can keep on making those charges. Sure. What is the relevance of it? What is the logic of it? How does one, you know, why should one at all okay, want to be let, let me now ask you a question uh, related to age. Do, and their job is to criticize and take some yeah. criticism. Dr. Singhvi, you see, age is just a number. Uh, you are young in the mind. But the point is, and I'm sure you must have heard this also through the day, that the Congress party is hoping to replace a 75-year-old with an 80-year-old. So this is some sort of a generational change in the other direction. How does this I, work? I, I see your point. I see your point. But just see, 
in a manner of speaking, this is again underlying the democratic process. Not a single person is inhibited, prohibited or restrained from standing. People have chosen to stand, chosen to stand down, chosen not to stand. I cannot go and force people to stand that, look, Mr. Sanket, please stand because you are younger. Mm. No doubt Mr. Tharoor is younger, but he's not that young himself. Mm. Now, uh, <laughs> therefore, uh, I think this is a process anybody is entitled to stand. But people can't go around if you go and say, look, please, we want to force you to stand because you are younger, you will have the same charge again. Mm. I think these are po- these are all a package of the democratic process. You take it as it comes. The only relevant question would be that in the name of a democratic process, we are having a election which is, sure. you know, kind of not a fair one. That is not anybody's allegation. Sure. And that my, cannot be Dr. Singhvi, my final question. You see, Dr. Tharoor held a press conference today where he st- uh, spoke about the idea of the Congress party, uh, decentralization, not empowering the, the high command so much that every little decision has to go to the high command, which he says happens right now. This is something he wants to change. Long, fairly long press conference. Cut to and juxtapose that with Mr. Malikarjun Kharge, who read out a Suomoto statement of 30-40 seconds. So, you know, for the for the common person, it appears as if here is one person is a man of ideas and the other is a man of uh, perhaps loyalty, the Gandhis. I would say that uh, if that is so, the people who want a man of ideas should vote for the man of ideas. Hmm. They are encouraged and welcome to. Hmm. I would endorse that. And the people who think that he is a man who is the other man should vote for him because they think he has some other qualities. That's the meaning of an election. Hmm. Are we here, you and me, Sanket, to decide the style of press conferencing of candidate one versus candidate two? <laughs> and in fact, this shows the candor and the openness with which this election is being held. Sure. Mr. Tharoor has given his views and let me be clear that there is some time left for the elections. Nothing prevents Mr. Kharge to have his views tomorrow or day after. Sure. I don't think we should judge, you know, this election or the fairness of it or the openness of it by the reference to a 40-second versus a half-an-hour conference, press conference. There are different styles of functioning and both are trying to catch eyeballs okay. and earballs and get the attention of congressmen, which is what the election should be about. Okay. Dr. Singhvi, many thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Shaji Saru, thanks very much indeed for joining us. Um, you were the first one to throw your hat in the ring. Little did you know all that would follow. But just to go back, because this is the first chance we are getting to talk to you since you did that. I know you've been, you were thinking about it. There were sort of reports that you were planning to, to run. But what was the tipping point? What finally made you decide, well, I'm going to have a shot at this? Uh, first, the first time there actually was an election announced. Remember, I've been calling for elections for the party presidency mm. ever since Rahul Gandhi resigned in July 2019. If you look at Google, my first interviews at that time, mm. it was very clear that in the absence of uh, an elected president, that it was necessary for the party. Were you thinking about running as far back as that? No, no, no. I just want, uh, my whole message was that elections are desirable and they will do good for the party. That was my basic. That's fair. But what is the point here? Then from then onwards, I've repeated this demand. I repeated it again earlier Mm. this year. Mm. But when the Congress Working Committee decided there would actually be elections, you know, all the cynics said, yeah, 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 this is this talk, there won't be any elections. It'll just be uh, a it'll, ring, it'll, so. You know, the Working Committee is mm. bound to just turn to Rahul Gandhi again. Rahul Gandhi made it very clear he was not going to take it, that his resignation was genuine and he didn't want the position. Mm. And I think there was a certain disbelief amongst some of the grandees and indeed amongst the cynics who are perhaps not grandees that this is ever going to happen. I decided to take the party at its word. The party had said there will be elections. Mm. And uh, I decided to find out about the process, mm. uh, figure out how I could uh, put my hat forward if needed. Mm. 
the the most proximate trigger then was I wrote an article mm. in which I reiterated the point I've made before that elections are good. And I pointed out how the British Conservative Party yeah. had gained in public attention and sympathy By because elections. of their internal elections. I said, why don't we do the same thing? And I was astonished when about a hundred different party colleagues from across the country and some very unexpected ones also called me and said, Great article, you ought to be the one putting his hat forward. And I began thinking about it seriously only then. That was about a few weeks ago. And, and then, then as the thing gathered momentum, uh, some of us were talking about it, and I was encouraged by friends and colleagues to go ahead and, 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 and do it. And here it. I am. But tell us why you went to meet Sonia Gandhi before you finally announced it. Because there's a little bit of a question mark on that. Like, why yeah, you, didn't yeah. her, you didn't need her permission. No, why exactly. It was, it, was, it was the media, I'm sorry to say, that said he's went, gone to get a green light. I didn't go to get any green light. I just went to find out mm. what was the official attitude to this. I mean, I've been hearing the cynics every day mm. saying this whole thing is a farce. It'll never happen. There'll be no sure. election. And I said, but you know, they're just living up to the party constitution. There's nothing. So uh, you went to meet her to, so I went to, to find, to out, find what? out what her attitude was. And frankly, if, you know, she might have, for example, if she had said, which she could have been within her rights to do so. Mm. Listen, Shashi, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to contest? We've always done things by consensus. Well, my suggestion is leave it to us. We'll mm. find the right person. There was nothing of that. She, on the contrary, she said exactly the opposite. What did she say? What did she Sonia said Gandhi that we you? believe party the elections are good for the party. And if you want to contest, you're most welcome. Uh, I said, but will you have an official candidate? Is that going to be the... Mm. And she said, absolutely, there will be no official candidate. And as far as I'm concerned the entire family will stay neutral in the race. And by the way, I happened to have the same conversation or versions thereof mm. with both Priyanka Gandhi and Rahul Gandhi. Okay. And I got the same message consistently. That? Then Digvijay Singh went to see Sonia Gandhi and got the same message also. So it's, it's very clear. All candidates or potential candidates are being told. No one is getting our backing. We wish you luck. Go ahead and contest. But if Rahul Gandhi had run, would you have run? That's a hypothetical question right now. No, but I think I'm asking, it, I, I think was, that, I, was that also on your mind when you went to meet Sonia Gandhi to find out, was Rahul serious about no, actually by, not running? No, by then it was pretty clear he was serious. In fact, when he stepped down in 2019, he told us, the Congress MPs, hmm. uh, that he wanted to take accountability for the defeat. I was one of those who tried to talk him out of it. I remember saying... Yeah, you'll take accountability for the defeat, but who'll take accountability for the revival? That's your job. No, no, and he said, enough. no, it'll be somebody else's job. No, no, but and for a couple of years, he stuck strongly to that view. And therefore, it became very clear by the time the working committee took the decision to call these elections. That he wasn't. That had he decided to take it, it would have preempted the election. But once the elections are going ahead, he wasn't taking it. He wasn't going to take it. No. But you say that there was no, or at least there was an assurance that there'll be no official candidate. Yeah. Right? But within hours of your filing your nomination comes the announcement of Ashok Gehlot, who widely was being seen as a quote-unquote official candidate. So what I was repeatedly, well, I mean, out, but repeatedly yeah. told by Mrs. Gandhi and others was that that was a perception problem. It was not from them. And indeed, the moment an official spokesman chose to use his platform to attack me, he was immediately wrapped on the knuckles and a statement was issued that right. nobody will attack any candidate in this and that the uh, party machinery will remain neutral. I think this is a very healthy approach. This, now, was, uh, this was a reference to tweets, uh, for those who don't know, Gaurav Vallabh, who's a party spokesperson, who said the only thing Shashi Tharoor is good for is to write letters to Sonia Gandhi when she was unwell. Yeah. Except I didn't actually write a letter, I signed a letter, and it was one letter, not letters, but that's neither here nor there. But you know, Shashi, the, the question really is about whether this is being seen as a serious contest. There is a school of thought that believes that Shashi Tharoor 
is not running a serious election. This is a symbolic election. Well, I think that one of the things that's going to dispel that concern is going to be to see the number of nominations we've gathered from colleagues across the country. Mm. We have party workers, and I'm not talking about big names. I'm talking about, for the most part, a rather ordinary party workers, idealists, young people in many cases, sure. uh, who have signed from Kashmir to Nagaland, from Punjab to Tamil Nadu. And we are going to come in with a significant number of uh, forms. Uh, but you uh, need heavyweights. You need MPs. Well, you need well, you need each, ex- each, vote, each vote counts exactly the same as anybody else. An ordinary karyakarta, mm. his vote he weighs exactly the same as the chief ministers when the totals are being added up. But, you know, speaking to some of the, the signatories, the G23 signatories, such as they are, you were one of those who signed that letter, one gets the impression that they didn't really have a sense that you're going to contest. That you kind of went solo on this. Yeah, I didn't feel a particular need to speak to colleagues uh, beyond their individual capacity. I've spoken to each of them individually. Mm. I don't think any of them can deny But I don't think there is an organization called the G23 except in the media's imagination. There happened to be a letter drafted by a couple of senior colleagues mm. uh, who, frankly, are no longer in the party, but who uh, invited others to sign. And that letter was frankly something which happened to be signed by 23 because during the COVID lockdown, they were no, no, in Delhi. Fair That's enough. All. But I'm saying that for you, like, for example, an Anand Sharma or a Prithviraj Chavan and all these people, they, they knew that you were going to throw your hat Of course, I went and saw, saw each, I, mean, I saw Prithviraj Chavan personally. Hmm. I spoke to Anand on the phone. Hmm. I've Manish spoken Tiwari. to Manish many, many times. And Manish has come here and I've gone to his place. So they're all aware. If they now claim that they didn't know, then I'm sorry, that surprises me. But are they going to back you, though? Because that's, well, that's know, something the, which is... The point is, I need the backing mark. of 9,100 people, not of 23. Uh, it's entirely up to each individual whether they wish to back me or not. Uh, but as I say, I am not the candidate of the G23. This is a, a myth. There is no such thing. What would you say to those who say that how does Shashi Tharoor from South India, with his Oxbridge accent, hope to become president of the Congress? And, and lead it to, you know, if, if, new if, heights. If there are people who don't want to look beyond my accent, then they don't have to vote for me. Ultimately, look, no, no, but we I have an electoral college. We have a, no, if the implication is that I'm some sort of elitist, I'll point out that I have won three Lok Sabha elections. That Tiruvananthapuram, despite being the capital of Kerala, is a 66% rural constituency. That I have fisher folk, I have hill dwellers, I have tribals, I have all sorts of people whose votes I need to attract. And I've done so. I've been attentive to the problems of people of different backgrounds. And when I go amongst the people, sure. I don't think that anyone sees me as some sort of uh, transplanted uh, Oxbridge. So, by the way, I never studied in Oxbridge. I only debated that. It's more the accent no, rather the accent than the background. It's a Stephanian accent. It's a Stephanian accent. Okay, to ten others who've done that. Okay. Ah. But you say that this is something you're running seriously. You want to, if you win, change the Congress party. But there are others who would say that you will end up, or whoever wins, ends up as a puppet president. That is still going to be the Gandhis with the remote control. Look, I, I think we'll cross all those bridges when we come to it. I certainly believe that the Gandhi's uh, place in the Congress party, their inextricable links with the DNA hmm. uh, of the party is great. And that there's no question of in any way separating ourselves from them, their legacy and so on. But if they don't want to be actively involved, hmm. I don't understand where the fear comes from. No, but what sort of specifically, what sort of role do you see Rahul Gandhi playing? Were you or anyone else to become president, a non-Gandhi, what role I think what, would a Rahul Gandhi play? That would really be for him to define. For example... What would you like him to... What sort of role as a president would you like him to play? Well, if I become president in three weeks' time, yes. the Bharajodo Yatra still has four more months to run, or three more months to run. And I would certainly be very proud and happy 
if he continue to 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 go along on that on that path and perhaps I'd go and march with him for a day or two but not for 150 days